This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Thank you all. Thank you all very much for coming to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, This is going to be an audience volunteer special. So by applause, how many people here like audience participation? And how many people here refuse to participate in audience participation? And yet you clapped, which is awesome. I would like to tell you about a time that audience participation went horribly, horribly wrong for me. Uh, I was doing a show that I wrote called Nightmare Without Pants, and it was a one-act play. Thank you. Uh, That was at the Minnesota Fringe Festival, and in the play... The whole play was a nightmare that a woman was having, and I played the kind of scary authority figure. And at the beginning of the show, I came out and I was looking for the woman and telling her she had to come on stage, and she didn't come on stage right away. So I did this little bit where I went into the audience and I talked to a couple of people and asked them if they were the person that I was looking for. And normally, this went fine. I talked to people and I laughed and it was wonderful. In one particular show, I walked up to a gentleman and I said, are you Tracy, the name of the character I was looking for? And he said, no, and we had some light banter about where he works and his sex life, and it was wonderful. And then I moved on as I always did to the person next to him, and it was a woman who was sitting there laughing at the gentleman, and as soon as I looked at her, she stopped laughing. She went completely white, her eyes bulged out, and I asked her, are you Tracy? And she said, and I'll never forget what she said. She said, (laughs) That is a direct quote. Not paraphrasing in any way. So uh, there was a pause in the room as everybody wondered what the hell was happening, if the woman was insane, or if perhaps a chicken from the Muppet Show had been led into the theater. And after the pause, I just said, okay, and moved on. And the show went on, and there was no problem. But then when I talked to the other actors backstage after the show, they were like, oh, my God, that was horrible. That was insane. She could have stabbed you. (laughs) But it didn't bother me at all, because audience participation, it's it's just a conversation between a performer and an audience member. And even that interaction was a very logical conversation if you can interpret the subtext. And to me, when I approached her and said, are you Tracy? What I was actually saying was, hello, I am a performer in a comedy show. I would like to chat with you briefly. Obviously, anything mean I say, I don't actually believe. Are you okay with talking to me? The subtext of her response was, no. I am deeply, deeply not okay with you talking to me. And in fact, I don't mean to be rude, but I need you to move away from me as quickly as humanly possible. And I apologize, I have no words for this, so I must scream at you like an angry, drunk monkey. That was very clearly exactly what she was saying. So I said, I hear what you're saying and moved on. And to me, it was a beautiful conversation between two human beings. 
So with no further ado, I am going to draw some names for two audience volunteers to come up here and discuss their obsessions with me. And if at any point you're uncomfortable with what's happening, just fucking scream, and I will know. So I'm going to reach into my little basket of fate, and the uh, first name I have drawn is Kevin, and he is obsessed with Indiana Jones. So Kevin, please join me on the stage. And the uh, the second name I'm going to draw is uh, let's see here. Fess. <laughs> Fess is obsessed with yelling, oh shit, in the audience. Also, projects and stuff. Okay, Kevin, uh, you're good. Fess, go ahead and approach that microphone. And if you guys actually want to just take those off the stand and put them nice and close to your mouths so everyone can hear you. Yeah, nice. So we're going to chat just a little bit, guys, and uh, see how things go. Okay, so uh, Kevin... Was that your full name? Yes. Okay, so Kevin, what do you do for a living? A uh, personal care assistant. A personal care assistant. That sounds like it's something kind that I shouldn't make fun of. <laughs> uh, yes, I work with Damn autistic you. children. So. You work with autistic children. Yes. Okay, well, it was nice having you on the podcast, Kevin. <laughs> I'll be back. Oh, well, uh, so Kevin, are you, in a, are you in a relationship? Yes, I am married. You are married. Okay. And where did you meet this person? Uh, doing a show. I'm an actor as well. Oh, okay. So uh, my wife was my stage manager in a show. Your wife was your stage manager. So yes. for people who aren't super familiar with theater, he has to do whatever his wife says. Yes. <laughs> Does she put little tape markers around the house of where you should, like... <laughs> Uh, no, not yet. We'll see. And when you have coitus, does she put glow tape on her body so you know where to... It'd be helpful. I mean... <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so your obsession is Indiana Jones, is that correct? Yes. Okay, and that, is that all the movies? Uh, minus the one that was recently made that we don't really yeah! talk about. Nice. Way to pander to the geeks. Good job. Okay, so we'll, we'll come back to you in a moment. And Fess, uh, yeah. hello? Yeah. So Fess, you and I know one another a little bit, right? A little bit. A little yeah. Bit. And go ahead and just keep the mic close to your mouths. Don't be scared, boys. Just keep them there. Well, I also do a podcast, and I try not to breathe into the mic, so that's what I'm worried about. You just breathe right in there. I can edit it out. <laughs> Not continuously. <laughs> but seriously, I've learned from audience volunteers that they have this natural inclination to take the mics away from their mouth every time they talk. It's like every audience volunteer is secretly a rap artist. <laughs> so, Fess, you have yes. wanted to be an audience volunteer on Obsessed for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, for a while, yeah. For a while, right. And you've told me that you would, you would give me whiskey if you ever ended up on the podcast, right? Right. But I was randomly selected at this point, so I don't know if that counts. Does it count? I feel it does. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> okay. I, I, did, I did not come prepared. Well, I said a bottle. Okay, there's bottles at the bar. You can buy me <laughs> a bottle of whiskey. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about your obsession. You said your obsession is... Projects and stuff? Absolutely. And uh, I did want to backtrack a bit because it's really interesting because you did ask what his day job was. Right. 
And I am also a PCA, essentially. I work at a group home with vulnerable adults, so. Really, so you also have a kind, nice job. <laughs> yes. Okay, so normally I would attack your sex life, but you're currently having sex with a good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So. And with that statement, I don't know how much good of the sex life it's going to be from now on. Oh. Oh. So, you, she's okay with discussing your sex life, but you don't want to discuss your sex life. Is that correct? Uh, well, now it's open game. Yeah. So, you have the microphone. Do you have anything to say about your sex life? Why do I have to make all the fucking jokes? It's your sex life. All right, so your obsession is projects and stuff. Yes. Uh, basically, I, 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 I had more of a problem. I've been better now. But I had more of a problem where I got an idea for something. It's really cool. And no one else is doing it. I should do that. So, so I did. Okay, well, like, what kind of projects are no one else doing? Um, everything I'm doing now, basically. Uh, I started off by doing like uh, uh, podcasting. And so then, no one else is doing podcasting. Well, it was like particularly what I was talking about. But, uh, but I had this problem where I also didn't search for anybody doing anything that I had an idea for. It was like, oh, man, nobody's doing a webcomic podcast. It was like, this is awesome. And I look, it's like, oh, shit, there's like three other people that have done it before me. So then it's like, I'm going to do it better than them. So um, I'm still trying to do that. Okay, so why do you define it as an obsession? It's not that that's just an obsession. It's that I keep adding more stuff to my list of things to do. And then I don't, like, wait until I have more time. Mm -hmm. I just do them. So your obsession is being abusive to yourself about the number of projects you choose to take on. It, you know, I don't view it as abusive because I don't realize that I'm doing it until it's too late. Okay. Okay, we'll be back to you. So, Kevin, tell me a little bit about Indiana Jones. Why do you call it an obsession? Uh, well, it's not as, as much an obsession now as it used to be when I was younger. I would watch at least one of the films on a daily basis, uh, collected things, really got into the characters and all that. Okay, so let me, let me ask this. I have a couple, like, litmus test kind of questions. Do you have Indiana Jones underwear? No. If there, are there Indiana Jones underwear available, do you know? <laughs> I'm sure there are. I think there's one person with in this audience power, with wearing the power, them. Yeah. Right with the power of the internet, pretty much everything's available. So would you buy Indiana Jones underwear? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Really? Why not? It's too much. And like I said, when it was when I was younger, I collected like props from the films. I have a complete costume and things like that. An and actual I, costume from the film? Uh, not from the film, but a replica costume. Uh, what what so, costume uh, is it? A Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, a fedora, leather jacket, uh, bullwhip. So I've gotten into doing bullwhip art. Um, crack, okay, bullwhip whoa. cracking. Bullwhip art. So what, tell me about bullwhip art. Well, it's it's just the art of bullwhip cracking and, and tricks, being able to do tricks with a bullwhip. So, like, what kind of tricks can you do with a bullwhip? It, depending on, uh, you know, multiple cracks, being able to snuff a candle out, being able to cut, you know, a straw in someone's teeth, things like that. Can you do those things? I haven't gotten that far yet, no. <laughs> here, so, I, here I was thinking that you were doing, like, some Jason Pollock shit, where you, like, <laughs> put, like, paint at the end, and you're like, whoosh, on the canvas. I may try that. I'll make it a project. 
<laughs> well played, sir. One point to Kevin. And has suddenly become a competitive podcast. All right, Fess, you've got a score point against Kevin now. So uh, what, what is, uh, for you, Fess, how has it affected your life, taking on too many projects? Uh, well, most uh, accurately, it's affected my life the amount of time that I don't have anymore. Uh, and then I... <laughs> basically, it's like I don't have more time to just freaking do whatever I want that's not something where, hey, I made a commitment to something and I probably should do it. Instead, I'm behind like several months on getting some other projects done. Does it affect your sex life? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yes. Fess, you just gave another point to Kevin. <laughs> all right, so, so what, is, uh, what is your favorite of all your projects? What's my favorite? Well, okay. I'm going to cheat here. All the podcasts I had rebranded last year to put under a particular uh, one website. Right. So uh, I guess that's my favorite because that one has the most potential to make money. Okay. <laughs> so your favorite project is the one that might make you money. Yes. Do you have any interest in doing a podcast that is just like 30 seconds of you breathing into a microphone? <laughs> Not that, but my very first podcast was called Two Cents in 60 Seconds, and it was a 60-second review show of a comic. So, very close. Very close to just yes. breathing into a microphone. Okay. <laughs> so back to you, Kevin. So what is, the, what's the most, uh, what is the most absurd thing you've done to express your interest in Indiana Jones? The most absurd thing? Yeah. I don't know if I'd necessarily call it absurd, but one fun little story would be that I, uh, when I was younger, I used to be in 4-H, and I entered a uh, costume exhibit, whatever, project. Right. And so I figured that was exhibiting a costume. So I had my Indiana Jones costume put together on like a display, and I went to go take it into the judging area, and the judge said, no, well, actually, you have to put the costume on and do a performance. <laughs> and so there I, there I was, probably 13 years old, 12 years old maybe at the most. And um, so I was like, all right, not a problem. So I went in the bathroom, changed in the costume, and did the final scene from uh, Last Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> when you say the last scene, uh, uh, remind me of like what... what what do you mean by that? The last the scene story. in uh, Indian Jones and the Last Crusade is uh, it's the one with Sean Connery, and they're trying to right. find the Holy Grail, and so he's going through the three challenges to get to the Holy Grail. So did you play all the characters? Did you like play Sean Connery and the old knight? And... I d actually, I did that next year with a friend of mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just did the, uh, I did the, I did the three scenes when he's, when he does the, the penitent man must pass. Okay. And uh, so at 13 years old, Somebody said, well, for 4-H, I need you to put on a costume, get out the whip, and do a scene. Basically. You were like, sure, fuck yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> You're awesome, Kevin. Okay, so is there anything else that you guys feel the world must know about your obsession? Fess? Well, if you must know, you can find my podcast at <laughs> webcomicbeacon.com. Okay, I'm I think kid. they're all going to look it up. Maybe. No, um, I, I am a sucker for a good idea, and I honestly, w w okay, in 2007, I was, in 2007, I was part of this sort of, the basically the largest 
uh, webcomic crossover event ever. It, it had like 50 different webcomics directly crossing over and it took like a year. Mm -hmm. And during this, I was doing my own comic, another comic I signed on to, and then I got an idea for, a, a, there's this character called Jenny Everywhere, and I freaking love Jenny Everywhere. She's this awesome open source character that can do anything. And I was like, oh, she'd be perfect for this. Can I find somebody? No, I got to do it myself. And so I, find, I end up finding myself not only doing my other two comics, but a third web comic. Ended up doing a comic every single day of the week, and I didn't even realize it. And that wasn't even enough. I was really like, oh man, nobody's making like a furry comic for this. I got to make a furry <laughs> comic of like furries getting involved in this crossover war. I was like, ah. okay, that is pretty obsessive when you say nobody's making a furry comic. I have to. Like well, you're not, saving the world from the lack of furry content. Not necessarily. There weren't any furry comics. There were no furry comics in this event. Excellent. Okay, and uh, so Kevin, anything else that we must know? Childhood obsessions can lead to blue ribbons in 4-H. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so I am going to ask a quick favor of you guys. Uh, I have a book called Comedy of Doom, uh, and for those people here live, it's on sale back there at the booth. And uh, for people listening on the internet, it's available on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. But I want to put together kind of a commercial uh, for Comedy of Doom that I can put at the end of the podcast. Mm. And I want to start asking podcast guests to read some lines in which they are being excited about Comedy of Doom. So would you guys be willing to do that? You, yeah. You got, you got some lines there? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I figure that the things that are most used in advertising is A, sexuality, mm -hmm. and B, fear. <laughs> so I've got a line here. Fess, if you want to read the second line down that combines both of those things. Comedy of Doom by Joseph Scrimshaw, a book that will get you laid and prevent you from dying. Very good. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and then I want uh, a, to have things that just sound good about the book. So could you read this line right here? Comedy of Doom made me urinate against my will. <laughs> okay, and could you guys just uh, scream with excitement? Yeah! <laughs> Thank you very much. So now, uh, as always, I like to close the podcast with some very serious, pompous questions. So uh, are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. Kevin, if you could transform into any animal, what animal would you transform into? Horse. <laughs> that was fast. Why? So I can run. Just keep running. Just, just keep running. Just keep running. Just keep running. You just want to act out the very last shot of Indiana Jones, right? <laughs> yes. Into the sunset. Into the sunset. <laughs> so if you could be a horse and Sean Connery, <laughs> that would be perfect. That would right? be perfect. Okay, Fess, if you could talk to any inanimate object, what object would you talk to? Oh, shit. What, what, what object wouldn't I talk to? <laughs> That's a good answer for me. <laughs> All right, Kevin. If you could go back in time and yell at any historical figure, who would you yell at? George Bush. Wait, wait, which one? The latest one. Why would you go back in time to do that? He's still alive. 
there's there's specific moments in time. Okay, so when would you go and yell at him? <laughs> like when he's a young drunk in Texas? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Maybe whip him back so he actually went and did his service and got shot. Oh! Damn, Kevin, nice. Uh, Thess, if you had a little door in your house that magically opened to a different place, what would that place be? Oh. Atheist Narnia. <laughs> Excellent. And the final question I'll ask uh, Thess first. What is happiness? Happiness? Happiness is Comedy of Doom by Joseph Scrimshaw. It'll get you laid and prevent you from dying. Happiness for Fess is a callback joke. And Kevin, for you, what is happiness? I guess I'm going to have to go with happiness is a warm gun. Excellent. Thank you all very much for listening to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Fess. Good night. Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.